It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Our final look at the Washington Commanders during OTAs, and it was easily the most eventful practice of them all for some good and for some not-so-good reasons. We dive into the biggest takeaways from Wednesday's practice right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, and we thank those of you joining us live right now on YouTube. We thank you all for making us your first listener, your first view of the day. I am David Harrison, covering your Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, and my co-host right here next to me, Chris Russell, the rooster, one half of the Russell and Metaher show on the Team 980. You can find Chris and Pete there. Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern, or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we are not there and we are not here, we are on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621, and at LO Commanders. Harrison, thanks again, guys, for making us your first view or your first listen of the day. As David mentioned, we are uh, live as we record this from the Inova Sports Performance Center in Ashburn, Virginia. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Commanders listeners and viewers can get $50 off of a purchase of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use the code LOCKEDON at checkout. And as we mentioned, we just watched our, I guess, third overall OTA session that you've been at second for me. And uh, yes, we will get to all the Jack Del Rio stuff in in a little bit, boys and girls. But we first start out with what was the play and not for a good reason of the practice, David. Both you and I were you know, probably about 20, 25 yards maybe away from it. It was kind of right in our view. Carson Wentz unloaded a pass. Uh, it was intended for Deami Brown and safety Jeremy Reeves, who has been a favorite of Ron Rivera and this coaching staff, especially back to 2020. He absolutely leveled Deami Brown, and Deami Brown was down on the ground, you know, for a good couple of minutes. Eventually, did get up, walk off with help, with assistance, and boy, was Ron Rivera! I'll say this, and I checked with others, that was by far the maddest I've seen Ron Rivera on any one thing, on any issue. He unloaded not only on Jeremy Reeves, but on his entire team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, one thing for, for, for a player at the experience level, Jeremy Reeves, he knows he messed up, you know, and, and as soon as the hit came through, I mean, there was an audible groan from, uh, you know, the sideline where the media members were like, you know, you're not supposed to necessarily have an emotional reaction, but sometimes there are things that happen on the field that just, you, you can't, you're human beings, right? You kind of have to, uh, it just, it's just kind of a natural thing, but it's also family day, right? So there's mm-hmm. family members uh, of these players. And I don't know if Diami's family was in attendance or Jeremy specifically, uh, but you know, there's family members out there and they understand kind of the risk that's what's going on with their, 
family member who's who's playing or coaching this game and, and all those things. But you still don't like to to see those kinds of things happen. And and immediately, as soon as the hit was done, Jeremy, before he even got up off the ground, he was already kind of cursing himself out and already knew uh, he had messed up. But like you said, Ron Rivera just immediately just absolutely infuriated. Uh, the I mean, you could have heard like outside of Ron Rivera's yep. voice. You know, if you'd have coughed, it'd have been like back in COVID days and you were in the middle of the supermarket, you know, like you could hear Ron Rivera's words clear as day. Nobody was making a noise. Nobody would dare move in that moment, uh, including observers. You know, it was just it was a very intense moment. Good to see Diami, you know, eventually walk off the field. You know, trainers were with him, but he wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. being carried, no carts, no nothing like that. Uh, so good to hear that. And then good to hear from Ron afterwards, you know, say that it seems like he avoided kind of the worst of what could have happened. Now, you, you always still have to, even though Ron did not mention possible concussion, you still have to worry about that, of course, and he'll be evaluated for everything. We don't know if we'll see De'Ami Brown next week at the veteran uh, minicamp, but this was important to me for a couple of reasons. Uh, you know, number one, David, I, I would say, you know, they're already, as we know, short Terry McLaurin. We don't think he'll actually participate on the field next week, but I'm sure, I'm, I'm guessing he'll be there, um, you know, just because Terry's that kind of guy. And they were without Curtis Samuel. So it hurts you. That's the first major team period. They had done a red zone team period, but that was the first of two main team periods that they do in each one of these practices. And when you're already short Terry, when you're already short Curtis, you know, it does put you in a bind of not being able to, uh, again, test out defensive backs, test out your wide receiver group, see what kind of depth you have, get a good feel for the quarterback, so on and so forth. That's number one. The injuries, of course, you know, you, you just can't do that, right? And and here's the, the one problem, and this is a problem in general, I think, with football, right? Jeremy Reed's trying to make this roster, right? Now, that's one way to hurt yourself making the roster, but it's also like in a football player's mind, I think, it's hard in that moment to say, oh, no, 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 I got to back up. I got Now, Ron's right. saying, listen, we're going to see that he was there. And, and, and true, they probably will, right? The eye in the sky doesn't lie. Right. And they'll see that he was in position to make that play. But it's hard to do that in a visceral moment like that. And so to some degree, I feel bad for Jeremy. He's got to do better. He's got to know more. But to some degree, I feel bad for him because he's a kid trying to make a play and trying to make, you know, an impression, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I mean, the the intention is good. You know what I mean? The the, the spirit of what happened is, like you said, Jeremy, you're trying to make a play on the ball. That's what his coach is. That's what DB coach Chris Harris would want him to do. It's just in this circumstance. And that's that's kind of the difficult part about this. We've talked about this before. This is why defenses tend to kind of get off to slower starts in the regular season because – once the regular, like week one of the regular seasons, yeah, you have preseason, but there's not a whole lot of exposure. And even then, kind of the brotherhood of just being football players, you don't want to go, uh, you know, I would say 100%, but you know, you're going about 90, 95% uh, for the most part. So once you get to the regular season, that's really the first time you're getting to unleash everything. And, and mm-hmm. the, the entire buildup, you're having to, oh, maybe I don't hit, maybe I don't come in here. Uh, and like you mentioned, they kind of take took a took a special teams period, you know, let everybody kind of cool off, recollect themselves, right. gather up the coaches. I'm sure, you know, had some conversations how they wanted to proceed. And you kind of noticed right off the bat that like people were were playing off. You know, what yes. I mean, defenders especially, oh, they were kind of they weren't crashing down as, as as intensely as they would now. As the team periods went on, you know, I don't know if it's just the natural order of things or someone said something, but they did start trying, you know, mm-hmm. getting firing in there a little bit more, and and that led to another really good play. But, Chris, it also is just kind of indicative of a little bit of the struggles that Carson Wentz had on Wednesday. Absolutely. 
And Carson Wentz threw that pass, of course, to Deami Brown. And that's part of, you know, his struggles on the day. He may have led him a little bit too far into the hole. It may, it, it certainly wasn't a floated pass, but it may not have been an accurate pass. And again, it's hard for us to say when we get one live look at it, no benefit of the replay, no right. nothing. They'll be able to see a replay. They'll be able to see if Carson Wentz no. let him. But that's the way it appeared, I think, right. in both of our eyes, right? And like you said, that kind of leads us into the conversation um, about Carson Wentz. If Ron Rivera was as upset about the Diami Brown, Jeremy Reeves hit, he's not going to be as upset about Carson Wentz's day, David, but the tape is going to be upset. Maybe yeah. Ken Zampezi, maybe Scott Turner, maybe even Ron Rivera are going to be a little upset about what they saw because it started with an early interception on a sideline out. You noticed this, I think, uh, first to me, uh, that he was just a, you know, maybe just a hair late on an, on a sideline out right. pass where the zip and the velocity of there, but the decision, the timing has got to be there. And Kendall Fuller picked it off. That's Kendall Fuller's second interception in the three practices we've been able to see uh, as media. And then he also had another interception over the middle that Derek Forrest got a hand in, broke up. Again, may have been off on the trajectory of the pass, and then it ultimately wound up in Cole Holcomb's hands. Yeah, absolutely. Carson Wentz, not the greatest day from Carson. We'll talk a little bit more about that as well. Uh, here in a minute, but we're also going to talk about one quarterback that did shine in Wednesday's practice, and that's Taylor Heineke, uh, who easily came away, I think, as the best passer on the field in this final OTA look at the Washington Commanders. We're going to share those observations coming up, but first at BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. No matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Commanders listeners. Get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Just use the code Locked On. That's code locked on at bluenile.com. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So, shop stress free and find your forever piece. Go to bluenile.com today. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. 
All right, thanks again, Locked On Commanders fans, for making us your first listen and or your first view of the day. Again, we are coming to you from the Inova Sports Performance Center, the headquarters, the team headquarters for the Washington Commanders. David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. We have an important favor to ask you guys. We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners and viewers like yourself uh, and so that we can make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. Hopefully, Locked On Commanders is your favorite podcast. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like, what you don't like about Locked On Podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long. Everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, again, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. And thanks for your help. Before we get to Taylor Heineke, just to finish up on Carson Wentz's rough day, we mentioned the two interceptions. There was also a throw that stuck out, stuck out, stood out uh, in <laughs> in my mind. And I'm not sure, um, you know, w- what your, I guess, takeaway from it was. I know you saw it, which was a deep bomb way overthrow in the back of the end zone. Is probably overthrew 15, 20 feet, uh, if not more, maybe. I mean, it was really bad. And I think you pointed out something to me uh, that maybe you could share with the audience about what happened on that particular play. And again, it just added to the tough day for Carson Wentz. Yeah. I mean, it, again, it just, just not a very clean day. The, the previous two OTA sessions were relatively clean, still interceptions in each of them as Carson continues to learn the offense, his weapons and the defense is, is obviously has a little bit of advantage because I mean, they've been working against this offense for, for a year now, but you still want to see things tightened up. And you talk about the, the, the throw to De'Ami Brown and, and without the, the advantage of replay, don't have a hundred percent vantage point of, of what happened there, but it certainly does feel like that was probably a little bit more of a dangerous throw than he needed to throw. The Derek Forrest tip pass ended up in the hands of Cole Holcomb. Certainly a play you're not going to want him to make on game day. And then yeah, that deep ball. Uh, not only is it is it overthrown. I mean, it was it was so overthrown. I don't remember the receiver's name, uh, but I mean, basically as soon as the receiver caught eye of it in the in the air, he he pulled up because he said, okay, there's no way that's that's coming down. That thing came down a good 10, 12 yards outside the back end. Uh, of the end zone, a lot of stadiums. That's a souvenir for somebody, which is very good for fans, but not so good for the team in the scoreboard. Um, but it was also in double coverage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is which is a very bad situation. You have other options on the field, and again, without the total advantage of being able to replay and look at the film and everything like that. But you look at just kind of the numbers of how these things work. If you've got a receiver downfield double covered, you probably mm-hmm. had a guy underneath that you could have dumped the ball off to. Now later on in in another team session, we did see Carson kind of stand there, look for the deep shot eventually checked down to Brian Robinson Jr., the rookie running back, and he was praised for doing so by offensive coordinator Scott Turner. So, again, these are these are the growing pains you're going to go through. It's not nobody saying, you know, take them off your fantasy football draft board. It's just, you know, this is what happened today. You can't win them all. Uh, nobody can be a star every day. No. It was a good day, for the most part, for Taylor Heineke. Now, remember last week uh, we were – kind of, I think both of us were down on what we saw at Taylor Heineke. And one of the things that I wanted to see this week when we did that portion of our live show last week was, hey, I wanted Mm -hmm. to see Taylor Heineke improve, right? Well, he dialed up similar throw, similar route, similar everything as the one we were just talking about with Wentz, which Wentz way over through and again into double coverage. This one was converging double coverage from both rookies, Percy Butler and Christian Holmes. But it was... I think a safer throw, it looked safer, and it was more importantly right on target, right in the hands, right in the breadbasket uh, of, of, um, 
receiver uh, Mitchell, uh, Markin Mitchell, uh, who came down with it. Good, good for him. But like, could it be considered a dangerous throw? Maybe. But it was it was a throw that you have you know you have no. to be able to make. And if you're going to score points in this league, you got to be able to make that kind of throw. It was everything the Carson Wentz throw wasn't. Right, and it was what you would want to see from your starting quarterback. And yeah. look, if if every Taylor Heineke deep ball could look like that one, I mean, we we might be having a different discussion at this point in time uh, in the, in this camp. Wait, are you telling me he struggles to throw the he deep ball? He definitely does struggle okay. to throw the deep ball, yes. And in fact, and you know. Do you know uh, that for sure? Yes, I know that okay. for sure. Um, I don't even necessarily feel totally bad about it, but when the ball went right. in the air, I'm going to be honest with you. Part of me said, okay, I'm watching the ball fly through the air. Right. I'm watching uh, Mark, Mark and try to get under the ball. I see the two defenders. And I'm kind of wondering, like, is one of them going to come down with it, the defenders, or are they going to pull up because of what happened earlier? And then it landed right in. I mean, it was it was kind of wobbly, but it wasn't too wobbly. Landed in his bread basket. I mean, the receiver, he he celebrated. He said something to the effect of, I told you all something, something. I don't know what he said after that, but he's very excited. Uh-huh. Uh, it was it was a very good play. And overall, part just an example of, really, again, Taylor Heineke, the, the best quarterback on Wednesday. I also had to check to make sure that it was four. Yeah, not 14, (laughs) you know, 14 being, of course, Sam Howell four being Taylor Heineke. I had to double check that. That was the first thing I did after I saw the completion of the play. And, you know, because we're not used to quite honestly seeing that one other play I wanted to share uh, with our audience, David. uh, And and again, I know we were both watching it at at the same time. Uh, Nolan Laufenberg, who I think is Babe Laufenberg for Commanders fans, Redskins fans that remember uh, that name. He's Cowboys color and it's his son. He's like a backup center. He had a terrible snap and Heineke was in pistol or gun and it was way off to Heineke's left and Heineke to his credit got it, corralled it, and then tried to flush it, tried to save the play and and tried to save disaster and ultimately just flipped it up in the air and flipped it yeah. out of bounds. Now, again, I, you know, look, maybe it wasn't the perfect thing that you would ideally like him to do, yeah. but it saved disaster, basically. It, it was kind of like one of those smart heads up plays. So I think in my mind, he deserves a little credit for that, but it's certainly yeah. a good day uh, for uh, Taylor Heineke. Um, it was not a great day quite honestly, for uh, Samus Reyes, who hasn't been out on the practice field. We've had a a couple of questions uh, on the YouTube page about Samus Reyes. Uh, Notice last week he was working out with the injured players off on the side, not in team drills. Uh, You've noticed that uh, as well. And now Ron Rivera tells us he's got to get, and he said it's a minor procedure, but anytime, anytime you got a surgery. Yeah. Well, he was very careful about that because of what happened with Curtis Samuel last year, uh, which was a fiasco. Uh, And and we'll get to Curtis Samuel in a sec. Uh, But, Basically, he's got a screw in his knee that he's got to ha- had to have removed. So Samus Reyes hasn't been able to work these team reps. Well, David, one thing that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago or last week or whenever it was is I need to see him catch the ball better. And this is a golden opportunity. I like Samus. This is a golden opportunity for him because you do have Cole Turner and you do have John Bates, yes, but Cole Turner's a fifth-round rookie, and you don't know if you're going to have Logan Thomas, and you have um, uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden being converted from wide receiver to tight end. This is an important time, and I hate for I hate for Samus's sake that this has come up, but it also makes me a lot more worried about the tight end position. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know that I'm actually worried about the tight end position. Honestly, mm-hmm. like John Bates, Cole Turner, they've looked really good now. That fourth, I mean, you are worried a little, a little bit about Logan Thomas, but if Logan can come back 
then then you feel good about that. And it looks like the team is is taking their time. He's in good spirits. Yeah. You know, he's not. There's no like noticeable limp or you mm-hmm. know aches or pains while he's moving and stretching. So that's all good. Um, with those three, I'm I'm pretty confident. I like the I like the group they have. But you're right. It's a huge opportunity for Sam Reyes that he's unfortunately because of things that really seem to be out of his control having to miss out on because then you've got some other guys. There's an undrafted kid here from Arizona State mm-hmm. uh, that's putting some good things on on film. So, I mean, it is a huge opportunity for Reyes. You know, unfortunately, we haven't had a lot to say about him because there just hasn't been a lot to say about him until today, which isn't very good news. Uh, hopefully he'll be back on the field for the start of training camp. I don't know if we'll see him uh, next week. And, of course, you had to get in that Arizona State reference. I like that. I like that. The alma mater. Go Herm Edwards. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, All right, guys, coming up, what would a day with the Washington Commanders be without some sort of drama off the field, on the field, whatever? We dive into Coach Jack Del Rio's recent comments and his follow-up statements to us here in the media at the Inova Sports Performance Center in Ashburn. Before we do that, we need to talk about something good, chewy, chocolatey, Brownies. Yes, you can see it on your screen from our friends at Built Bar. Don't you just love a chewy chocolatey brownie? Of course you do. What about a caramel brownie with caramel swirled on? Oh, so good. Oh, what if I told you you can have all the chewy chocolatey deliciousness, easy for me to say, plus 17 grams of protein, and they're low in calories, low in net carbs and all of that good stuff. You are in luck, my friends, because caramel brownie bars are available right now at built.com. You got to act fast. Uh, Again, forget about dessert. Use them as a meal replacement. That's what I did on my way to Ashburn and commander's practice. I had uh, one for breakfast and it was delish. The best part is the caramel brownie bars are covered in 100% real, soft, and easy to chew chocolate. Like for real, With Built, you're going to not have to sacrifice tasty for good and healthy. You can have both. So go to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your order, just like David and I always do, just like so many of our listeners do. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Final segment here on this Wednesday episode of Locked On Commanders Podcast, live from Commanders Park, the Nova Sports Performance Center, following uh, the final OTA practice that we get to see in person next week. We've got minicamp, two, maybe three days of minicamp that we'll get to see uh, here in person, and that'll be good to get some consecutive views. What's getting a lot of consecutive views right now, Chris, is Jack Del Rio and his Twitter uh, activity and and today we got a response from him that's getting even more interaction and activity. So first we're gonna start off 
This whole thing started on Monday. Uh, Jack Del Rio, the defense coordinator of the Washington Commanders, tweeting out, quote, would love to understand the whole story, which he then put in quotations, about why the summer of riots, looting, burning, and the destruction of personal property is never discussed, but this is question mark, question mark, question mark, hashtag common sense, end quote. Now, of course, he didn't say it by, you know, specifically, but he's talking about the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, which, uh, of course, are hearings that are getting ready to take place. So to make this show political, we know that you guys want football coverage, but what are we supposed to do when the defensive coordinator, A, won't stop tweeting? And remember, this isn't the only time he's tweeted controversial comments he has. Two weeks ago, he had some weird tweets. He had some controversial tweets. This one takes the cake, though, in my eyes. Basically, David, uh, for those that uh, maybe are, are not fully aware, basically he's saying that the summer of riots, which followed the George Floyd murder in Minneapolis, which spread all across the country, get too too little coverage, too little blame, too little um, criticism. criticism. Yeah. Fair. Uh, But yet what happened at the Capitol building 35 miles from where we sit in Washington, D.C., in the nation's capital on January 6th of last year uh, gets all the. So that's basically his point. Now, listen, if Jack would have been okay if he said, look, what happened at the Capitol was not good. What happened in some ways in reflection of the George Floyd homicide or or I should say murder Um, And what happened elsewhere and what has happened in other instances, like the damage, the violence, the looting, the rioting, that part, both are not good. Because what happened in all of those cases and what happened at the Capitol, and again, I'm not trying to be political, is not good. There was a lot of damage. There were people that were killed. There were people that were hurt. There were police and so on and so forth, right? That's where Jack should have gone. Instead, Jack kind of went off the rails, and ultimately, he wound up at the end basically calling what happened at the Capitol building a quote-unquote dust-up, which is where he's going to get in a lot of, I guess, criticism or trouble or something. Yeah, that's – I mean, he was asked you know, to start the press conference, and and everybody expected it. We all knew, even with the Jeremy Reeves incident with Deami Brown, we all knew that as soon as Jack stepped up to the microphone – and I know he knew it too, that that's what the topic of conversation was going to be – and I'll applaud his his very first answer he did. He tried to shift it to football and said, you know, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm focused mm-hmm. on. That's what I want to talk about. But, you know, as persistence, as, as media, we, we tend to be persistent about what we want to talk about. Uh, that he's kept getting questions. Look, he at first he kind of kept it, you know, uh, call it above board when you were call it. You know, I'm an American. I have the right to my opinion. Coach Rivera was asked about it. Said the same thing. The beautiful part about this country is everybody is allowed to have their own opinions. Um, nobody in the locker room, at least as of right now, publicly is, is having an issue with it. Kendall Fuller. Uh, you know, a team leader was asked about it as well and said he doesn't have a public re- response. And if he has any reaction, he'll take it up with his coach, uh, you know, as necessary. Everybody was saying, you know, everything. And, and and Coach Del Rio, even to his credit, you know, tried to say he tries to stay respectful in, in, in these kinds of things. Um, but the the phrase, a dust, a, a dust up uh, at the Capitol, that is was going to rub people wrong. And as soon as uh, as soon as he said it, every I think everybody kind of knew that's what's going to be. Right the public reaction. And that's exactly what the public reaction has been so far as videos and quotes are starting to come out about what he said. We have video of those opening comments uh, on at LO commanders and David and I, uh, I think have both, you know, uh, posted on our Twitter, uh, but we do have that video. So you guys can go check out again, his opening remarks where he tried to divert it to football, but he did talk a little bit about the issue. Um, 
again, the dust up thing is going to be a problem. Now, Ron Rivera said he's, you know, he doesn't, not that he doesn't have a problem with it, but that he hadn't had a problem with anything that he had tweeted. And that even if he did have a conversation with Jack Del Rio, his defensive coordinator, he would not share it with us, which is understandable. I I now wonder what the NFL, if anything, what the organization, David, is going to say. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's that's certainly something that's possible is the organization could decide to come out and say something. And look, I put a comment up here. Obviously, it's not the user's real name, so I don't know what their real name is, but say, look, this is America, dude. And, you know, obviously, 100%, this is America. And, and Jack has every right to say how he feels. He has the right to say what he says. Nobody here, at least on the Locked On Commanders podcast, is trying to say, Jack Del Rio, don't you ever say something like that again. But you do not, freedom of speech is not freedom from reactions, not Correct. freedom from repercussions. And the bottom line is, and look, on the moment they're on the turf, we knew that's not going to be taken very well by the masses. And we didn't tell the masses to not like it, right? It's being taken uh, a certain kind of way. That is America as well. That is everybody's freedom to react to uh, to words that they hear. Neither of us are honestly really reacting to it. We're just kind of narrating on uh, what's happening here. But the bottom line is that what Jacques Del Rio said is rubbing people wrong. The team is being asked about it. Players so far are not saying anything publicly about it. But like you said, the league, the team and future player in the future players may decide uh, to go ahead and talk about it because one former player is absolutely talking about it. Yeah, and that's uh, Brian Mitchell, one of my colleagues at Odyssey DC and 106.7 The Fan, and of course, you know, one of the franchise greats and icons and should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He said this morning, Wednesday morning on 106.7 The Fan on his show, uh, quote, I don't give a damn about Ron Rivera getting mad at somebody for having a practice collision, referring to what we talked about, Diami Brown and Jeremy Reeves, until he gets off his ass and addresses this damn idiot that he hired as a defensive coordinator. That's what I give a damn about. Mitchell said, quote, furthermore, and if he can't do it, then he's the wrong damn man to be leading this damn football team. That's a lot of dams. How do you expect anybody on that team to be straightforward when you've got a guy like that in the defensive coordinator position? Now, again, that is not David. That is not me. That is Brian Mitchell, who many of you remember as one of the all-time franchise greats, icons, and should be in the Hall of Fame, saying that about Jack Del Rio and saying that about Ron Rivera, not us. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a follow-up comment is being taken negatively because the media is telling everybody to take it negatively. I don't know who the media is in this. I, I like. I understand that that Brian was talking about this, honestly, before Coach Del Rio stepped up to the podium, and obviously he'll have more to say about it, too. But uh, yeah, listen, if if anybody out there is feeling emotional towards a topic because somebody else is telling you to feel that way, I would recommend that you uh, uh, figure out your own opinions and how you believe in the things. That's that's this media table's mm-hmm. idea is take information as it's being given, like we're delivering here, create your own uh, opinions and narratives based on your values, your experiences. And like, that's really the best thing I can say. I don't I don't you know, I don't, I'm not going to defend Jack. I'm not going to defend the people that are mad at him either. Everybody is going to look at life and experiences in the way that, that you experience life. So that's, that's really the best I can say. Absolutely. And comment as some of you are, um, you know, uh, in many different ways you can do, you can leave us a voicemail, 301-615-3577. If we can get it on uh, the air, if it's airable, <laughs> we can do that. Or email us, locked on Washington commanders at gmail.com. Or again, leave a reaction, uh, just try and make it respectful, try and make right. it mature and professional and responsible uh, on our YouTube page, of course, uh, as you watch this particular edition, plenty of ways for us to get your 
thoughts in as well. But thanks, guys, uh, and Washington Commanders fans for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first view of the day. Now make the second listen and view the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Trust me, we know that. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back with another edition before the week is out. We'll react to Carson Wentz's press conference, his first since his introductory press conference. What did the quarterback have to say? And some lost nuggets from our notebooks. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.